Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you, call Action Plumbing and get your furnace tune-up and safety check for 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333 or visit actionplumbing.net. We're going to talk to Bowler coming up here momentarily. And no, not Lisa's nickname for you, Bowler, but actual Bowler. Yes, uh, and we'll be happy to have him on the show. Uh, Jake, I don't know if our listeners know this. I think we've mentioned it a couple of times actually on the air. But you are the master, absolute master of the Would You Rather. (laughs) We do play Would You Rather a lot when I'm around. I I don't understand where you come up with these scenarios, but they are. Austin, how would you describe them? Uh, Stomach churning. <laughs> At best, I just wish you gave us better choices when you when you asked. But uh, Jake is uh, for our listeners. He is remarkably creative when it comes to these various scenarios. Well, the one and, I and sometimes they sometimes they do kind of get to you a little bit. The one I uh, the the one I had during the break, I was I was particularly proud of. So you still didn't Did give you, an answer. Can you give us one that you might be able to, you know, actually... Oh, don't put me on the spot like that, Gordon, because they've got to be, like, radio-appropriate, you know? I know, but you're so clever and quick with them. I thought you just would be able to come up with something, like, inside of a couple of seconds. Okay, let's see. Gordon, would you rather walk to the station right now in bare feet? (laughs) Okay, walk to the station right now in bare feet... Or eat a twelve-inch by five-inch Amazon box <laughs> with ketchup? No, just the cardboard, <laughs> straight cardboard. Oof! I think I'll take uh, eating the box. <laughs> yeah, but like again, it. but again, a I lot asked of fiber. For a... <laughs> you thought the crackling brand was a bad decision, huh? <laughs> oh man! You All think right. that would just uh, how big was that box? Uh, a twelve, like twelve inches wide, you know, or or long, rectangular shape, five inches, twelve by five by five. Mm. Walking barefoot, though, that that would be. Uh, It'd take you a few not, hours to get here, too. Oh, a few days, probably. Yeah, you could go as slow as you'd like. Yeah, right. You don't have to run. <laughs> what I'm gonna like haul a little, uh, you know, tent in my backpack. Well, I don't know about sleeping, you know, but you you could take a while. All right, joining us now, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He is the television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend Craig Bowler, Jack and Bowler. Yes, with no Jazz basketball to talk about, we're playing Would You Rather. You want to play? Let's play. Let's do it, guys. How ask, you, um, by the way, how you doing? You guys good? We're good. Yeah, How about we're, you? We're you good. you feeling good. good? Everybody healthy in your house? All good. All good. Just um, hard to believe we arrived in Oklahoma City two weeks ago today. Hmm. And so that two-week mark hits me tomorrow. So I'm kind of, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, still laying low. But I've kind of hit the two-week mark. Uh, in the. It's hard to believe how fast two weeks. I mean, honestly, how much time has gone by and how much things have happened since that time. But it's uh, hard to believe two weeks has passed since uh, 
we were in OKC. All right, I've got so, a, I've so, got a would you rather for Bowler right. real quick here, okay. Gordon. This is all this right. one specifically for Bowler. All right, okay. If, okay. If, if you had to be quarantined in a you know let's let's call it you know like a like a two bedroom apartment kind you know okay. small quarters, right? Who right. would you rather be quarantined with, uh-huh. Harpering or Big T? Big T. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't any hesitation there, Paul. No, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you have that on online. I mean, we've seen all the mimes or memes or whatever you call those things. But uh, um, when the guy talks about A or B, and everyone picks B, uh, yeah. So it was a quick thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know why? I think because I saw how T responded in OKC, and the guy was cool, calm, collected. All right. I don't know. I don't know how it'd be with har- with harps. You know, it'd be. Uh, a little scary, I think, but uh, no, I'll, you know, hey, um, I'll just <laughs> two bedroom. Did you say? <laughs> yeah, two two bedroom. <laughs> That's it. Okay, okay, it makes it <laughs> better than one bedroom. Let me tell you that. So. True, true. Yeah. Two bedroom, one bath. One okay. two bedroom, All one right. bath. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll stay with the <laughs> So so Muller. What is the what is as far as the protocol goes? What is the the significance of the two week mark? What happens from that point? Because you've been self isolated, right? I mean, what- I really have. Yeah, I've made a few ventures of the store, like uh, we were told that we could do. But I'll be honest, I've, I think I've done a pretty good job of just kind of doing, you know, kind of a the dash in and back in the car pick up maybe what we need and go uh and trying to say you know in that six foot proximity but no i I don't think i've been seen out that much um maybe a little bit here and there but i the first week especially i think i was a i just disappeared and you know i think it was really to protect family friends and those that i'd been around prior to leaving you know oklahoma uh, leaving for oklahoma city and you know, I was really uh, the first seven days, man. I was diligent on taking my fever, uh, taking my <laughs> taking my temperature, hoping there wasn't a fever. You know, twice to three times a day, and um, you know, staying out of everybody's way. And that's just kind of what I felt I needed to do for them and for me. Uh, and then I kind of started to reintegrate myself a little bit in the second week. You know, playing some games uh, at home, watching a lot of TV, some movies I hadn't seen for a long time. But you know, as we continue to watch, uh, some days I can't watch the news, guys. I got to be honest; it just is so overwhelming. But I also want to keep up to date on what's going on, so I try to pick and choose my points. You know, in my time uh, when I sit down and try to continue to educate myself, what's actually happening in this country now more than ever. So it's just been an ongoing adventure, the best way I can put it, and it has been an adventure. Never did I thought when we got on the flight uh, two weeks ago today to Oklahoma City that we would all be in a position that we are now. It's really uh, an odyssey that I'll always remember. So I have a follow-up question to that, Bowler, and this is going to sound like it's from a question from Chester. Okay. But I I don't mean it that way. Uh I really don't. Have you are you have you been able allowed to even sleep with your wife? Just the last four or five days, uh, the first seven, no. So, so you, were you in a different room? Did you sleep yeah, in a different yeah, different room? room? Different room. Wow. Same floor, different room. That's what they suggested we did, and so I took them for their word and and out of respect for 
Sharon and, the, and uh, DJ still hanging around uh, once in a while. And so I really kind of took it to heart. And sure, yeah, I tried to follow the rules the best I could. It, it was odd, I'll tell you that. Um, but, you know, you just had your own space and you just kind of sprawled out. And, and, and I slept. I'll be honest. I think... You know, the season runs a long time, and there's a lot of late nights and 3 o'clock arrivals and all that. And, you know, it, it, during the regular season, fatigue will hit anybody. I mean, players, uh, anybody who travels on that flight understands what I mean. And I think really the first week when I got home, you know, I think mentally uh, that that experience was fatiguing and was for several days after, and I was stunned of just how much sleep uh actually I, I i just i just was i crashed and i think emotionally part of that was the fatigue part of it too uh you know not only were were you only 18 games away from finishing up the regular season but also you're kind of in that that mindset too of let's get it done as you head down the stretch of 82 and I think, you know, this whole thing that happened to us in Oklahoma City maybe sucked a little more energy out of us than I ever expected. And I think I was in, on such high alert. It's the best way I can put it. And, again, it's hard to explain unless you were there. But I, I think I just – all of us in that room for those hours that clicked away kind of slowly, you just were in such a high uh, – the, the body, the mind, uh, who you are. Uh, everybody has a different way of dealing with stress and, and fear. I think you just go on high alert, and it takes a lot out of you during that course of time. And I think uh, you know we're definitely on high alert uh, for quite you know quite some time. Craig Bowler, Jack, with us, and uh, Bowler. Mark Cuban had some comments yesterday where he and I don't think he was predicting anything because uh, you, you know he's he's not a scientist, obviously. Nor right. am I asking you to predict anything by any means. But I did like the fact that he was optimistic, and he's saying kind of if we do what you know maybe we need to do, maybe we could get the NBA back in May and maybe a little sooner than than we would have thought. And I I, I wanted to get your thoughts on what he had to say, but I. I personally appreciated the optimism well i i think everybody's uh wants to be optimistic but i'm also a proponent to say let's let's do it the right way i think uh you know mark said it if we do it the right way and i think that's the key point here is that we spend the time now to try to flatten this curve then potentially we can get back to business and let the american people and those and you know, stay, keep everyone out of harm's way. And I think that's the first and foremost thing that you have to focus on. Uh, you know, others may disagree, but uh, after living it, I think that's what I would be a proponent of. And I'm, I'm a guy that wants to get back and work as, as more than, you know, than most maybe. But I, I, I would love to see the season continue some way. If it has to be uh, uh, instead of the last 18, maybe we play 10. If the if the best case scenario would be maybe just go ahead and play the playoffs, and the Jazz have a four or five matchup with OKC, that may be a scenario that you know that the NBA has to look at as well. But as we know it now, uh, the Olympics um, are postponed for a year, and so that allows I think a little more space for the NBA also knowing that their athletes would not depart or be let's just say pressured. Uh, to, to play in Tokyo uh, at the Olympics until 21. And, you know, everyone has to sacrifice something, right, uh, to see if this works out. 
and hopefully health returns and this this curve that everybody talks about. Now, I know New York is under siege right now, and everybody's thoughts are there. We were there, again, just at the first of the month. My goodness, you know, I keep looking at the schedule. I thought, you know, we were just right in the thick of all this stuff. But, I mean, New York with – anybody who's been in New York, you know that you can't get six feet away from anybody uh, on the streets, especially on, you know, avenues of America, the 6th Ave. I mean, that's, that place is just shoulder to shoulder anywhere you go. And so that's obviously a concern right now. But, you know, getting back to your question, Jake, I, I like optimism, and I hope I hope we play. And I just hope when we do that we get the, well, pretty much all clear signal. And I don't know when that's going to be, but I'll be ready. So, Bowler, what – I know you're a reflective person. If I know you right, you've been doing a lot of thinking lately. Oh, what, yeah. what do you miss the most about the game? Well – I'll be honest. Um, I like people, and I miss the interaction. Uh, I miss bumping fists with a lot of the Redcoats and my buddies at the arena uh, because they're passionate. I miss the fans and, you know, in our new perch this year, walking up the stairs to our location, you get to meet a lot more people and have a chance to interact for a second or two prior to tip-off or walking down to do pregame. I like people. And that's the one thing that I'm not real comfortable comfortable with is just kind of being, you know, the worst, probably the worst thing you can do to me is isolate me. Uh, and I, I just don't do well in that regard. Um, but you, you have to adjust. And so I think mentally that's been the biggest challenge for me is to understand that every day is almost like Groundhog Day. You know, I love the Bill Murray movie because there's so much humor to it, but almost we're living it, right, all of us? Uh, at least, and, and you know, I'm kind of jealous that I wish I could come into the studio, but you know, I, I know that's not the way to do it, and I can't. But you guys, you know, have a bit of a release, which is good because you're you're also helping a lot of people like me that I listen, and so I can get some comedy, some relief, some information, uh, and maybe just some real talk. And I think what you guys are doing, by the way, are really important to a lot of fans that are listening right now. Well, we appreciate that, Bowler, no doubt about it. And, uh, hey, maybe when they get these things a little bit more under control, we'll have a little more flexibility to get you in here. Although, you know, we, we have, what, uh, three studios here? We can, you know, we can safely socially distance, Bowler. Let's brainstorm. Let's brainstorm. We'll figure it out. I like I'll tell that you right idea. now, though, Bowler, I, I know I mean, long-time friend. You're like a caged tiger, man. You're probably walking around that house uh, on the verge of uh, punching the wall or something. Yeah. I mean, you well, need stuff to do. You've always do. been that way. I you do. need to go out and, you know, farm the North 40 there or something, you know? Yeah, I need to buy a tractor and just plow, you know, plow a field or something. I'm actually, I'm actually hanging out uh, up in the Heber Valley, and I had to get away. And I, I took off today. Uh, and uh, I, I see some open fields here that if I had a tractor, I would just put something down and go mow it. I mean, I don't know. Um, paint that barn. Paint that barn in the backyard. Yeah, I can paint that barn. Yeah, I can yeah. paint that barn again. Uh, but you know, it it really is a it's a mind game, and I think that everyone everyone is really finding out. Maybe in a way, we'll all walk away from this in a month, two months, whatever it may be. Three, six. I hope it's sooner. But maybe we all will be better knowing that we tested ourselves and maybe we come out of this knowing not only ourselves, but maybe our family, our loved one, 
our loved ones uh, better than better than we ever knew. You know, maybe that's the one plus that will come out of this. Bowler, um, before we let you go, I, w- I do want to get your thoughts on this because this has been a jazz topic throughout all of this. Of course, we uh, we remember the Adrian Wojnarowski report about people being there being a little grumpiness over uh, this COVID nineteen situation and Donovan Mitchell's appearance on on what was it Good Morning America uh, was not exactly you know warm when it came to the relationship between Donovan and Rudy. And Joe Ingles was asked by our good friend Sam Amick on a podcast. Uh, Joe was asked about it and I, I really liked his his quote i want to get your thoughts on it joe said this he said quote i'm confident our team is going to be totally fine i heard donovan's response or whatever it was to that question and a part of it is on donovan and rudy to sort out if he's frustrated with him or whatever but i have no doubt when we get back to training or when our season starts again our team is going to be what we have been and what we are i'm confident our team will be completely fine the chemistry will be fine like you said we've been known around the league to be a close bunch of guys and i believe we still are unquote. I thought that was a pretty good comment from Joe. Yeah, I, I think Joe's not bluffing or blowing smoke at anybody because I would echo the fact that the team is a very different club when it comes to um, the closeness and the continuity of personalities. Now, look, I would agree with him wholeheartedly, and I know I talked to a couple of Jazz officials, and they know that's something that that these two. I don't think it's really a team situation at the time that the two will have to work this out like two friends do sometimes when they cross uh, one another. And when you think you're so close but someone upsets you and then all of a sudden you turn and walk away, the quicker you fix it, the better. So it's up to two young individuals, two all-stars, two foundation pieces of this franchise to say, look, here's the deal. Put it on the table and work it out. And I'm confident knowing both of them in the way that I do, that they have the personalities and I think also the respect for one another to hear each other out. Now, look, if, it's, if, it's, if you can't fix it, then that's where the Jazz will have to step in and obviously where the team, uh, you hope, doesn't hinder their progress. But I'm confident they can uh, talk this through and put their issues on the table. Sometimes, too, I think Jake and Gordon, I've had situations like this, and Gordon and Jake, I'm, I'm guessing you have, too, with people you're close to, and then something wedges in between. Sometimes, and most times, when you talk it through and break the wedge, you become even stronger and closer than you were before the situation occurred. And I hope that's the case here. And I, I, I think knowing both Donovan's style and Rudy, Donovan is more the guy that likes to spray bottles of water on guys. Rudy is a little more maybe, you know, in the French way, um, you know, a little more quiet and reserved and refined. Not saying that Donovan's not, but he's a little bit more gregarious. And, again, you have to blend the two personalities together. I'm hoping, like I said, they become stronger and even a more they, – they can understand the bond – they've shared over this crisis and maybe become even closer and better teammates when it's all said and done. Well, Bowler, we always appreciate you taking a few moments and jumping on with us. And, uh, hey, enjoy that time uh, up there in the Heber Valley, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Hey, guys, I appreciate your time. I appreciate what you're doing. I can't echo that enough. I'm glad uh, uh, the Miller family and the Jazz will get you guys back up on the air because uh, – 
we need that, man. We need the entertainment. We need the laughs. And also we need the insight. So uh, from me to you, thanks. Bowler, you are the best. Thank you. That is Craig Bowler, Jack, uh, our favorite, of course, on the big show here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hey, Gordon, real quick here. We have a little bit of breaking NBA news. You ready for this? Yes. Uh, let's see. According to the L.A. Times, Clippers owner Steve Ballmer has reached an agreement with MSG to purchase the Forum through a new company for $400 million in cash. So the Clippers, uh, it's been rumored they've been maybe looking to build their own facility, uh, purchase property, uh, definitely want to get out of the Staples Center, and it looks like they're headed over to the Forum. In cash? Wow. In cash. Fa- oh my a gosh. fabulous Forum. Four hundred million bucks in cash. It's a big duffel bag. They'll have to uh, they'll have to do uh, some renovation there to get that thing up to speed. But uh, the fabulous forum, man. Well, it's been the forum's been operational all this time. It just hasn't hosted NBA basketball. So, right. I I don't know if it has been renovated in in recent history. I have no clue. It's been a long time since I've been in the forum, but. I'm sure that if Ballmer's involved with it, he's going to go in there and he's going to fix that place up uh, and make it uh, a jewel of a of a place to watch a, a basketball game. He's not going to have a he's not going to play second fiddle to the Lakers. He's not going to look at uh, Staples Center and say, "Wow, look what they got," and we're playing in this. He's going to he's going to make that thing what it needs to be. And you know, fellas, he's got the money to do it. He's got the money. At least he did before the market started getting a little crazy. But uh, I think he's got a little extra. What What was Bomber up to? Like fifty billion or something like oh, that? Oh, I have no clue. I, he's He's the NBA's richest owner, I believe. Is he not? He's now that uh, well, Paul Allen's family might might still uh, be no fifty one point eight billion dollars. Fifty one. It, it's. Uh, I, I'm happy for the Clippers. Because they need their own building, man. Because any time they're going to be paired up with the Lakers in Staples Center, any other place, they're they're always going to be second fiddle. And that's the way it's been in that town for a long, long time. And they're trying to break free and have their own identity. And this will take them there. You know, just, I don't know. I just think it's important. You know, when Larry Miller... Uh, built uh, the Vivint Arena. Uh, that, that did um, remarkable things for the Jazz franchise, and that's what it'll it'll do for the for the Clippers as well. So good for them, man. I, I think that's exciting news. It's a fixer upper, though. Yeah, no, no doubt. But I I admire what he's doing as well. But you know, for you Laker fans, Gordon, you got to be worried. He's coming for you. Uh, first of all, I'm he's not coming a for you fan. personally. I'm not a Laker fan. I've never been a Laker fan. Uh, but uh, I've never been a Clipper fan either. But I'm, I'm happy for the fans down there because they do need their own identity. I've told this story a thousand times, but I remember going by the Clippers practice facility when the Jazz were using it uh, when they were playing the, the Lakers in the playoffs many, many, many years ago and walked by that trophy case they had there, and it was empty. It was empty. So maybe now with their bigger identity and with some of the great players they have, they can start filling up that trophy case a little bit. Well, big thanks to Bowler for jumping on with us. We greatly appreciate it. Coming up next, we'll have your drop of the day. But joining us now, of course, our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt. And Andrew, you guys are still open, helping out our listeners. And listen, we may have a pandemic, but that does not stop ED, unfortunately. 
That's right. That's right. It does not stop. And, and sometimes maybe even magnifies the problem. Um, but guys are pressing the reset button on, you know, life in the bedroom. We use a new treatment that many of you have heard about, but some have not. The clinical studies are what I have been emphasizing because they come in better and better. It seems like every week, the success rate in getting a guy off of the pill and back to normal function in the bedroom is through the roof. I'm reading another study that uh, shows an 87% success rate with men age 64 years old. Uh, 87, that's, that's very high. Now, what's interesting is they went back to these guys 36 months after they did the treatment. 92% still showed that their response was the same. It worked. So not only does it work for ED, it lasts. It's not the pill. It's not something that you have to continue to take. If you're looking for normal function in the bedroom, getting the spontaneity back, this treatment can really help you. And that's the best part, right? Because you're, you're treating the actual cause of the problem and not the symptoms? That's right. This is treating the root cause problem of ED, lack of blood flow, shriveled up blood vessels. Think of this kind of like a plumbing issue. Things are clogged. We're going to go in and clear it all out. All right. And uh, you're going to do a free consultation, uh, which is great. All people have to do is call 801-901-8000, but there's a little something extra as well. There is a little something extra. Call us now. We'll do the assessment exam. We'll do the blood flow ultrasound. We've got a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. That is totally free to get you through this uh, this awkward this awkward time we're all in. So uh, give us a call. We'll get you taken care of. Thanks, Andrew. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Our uh, favorite drop of the day coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Never heard this uh, this cover before. You're uh, kidding by me! Disturbed? Is that what you're saying? Sounds yes. of silence. Andrew Davis uh, sending on the open mic. Oh, he wow. wanted this one. I well, I I love the sound of silence. It, it was number one song. on the charts last summer. Oh wow! Was it uh, really? Yeah. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. We're going to do the drops of the day today, uh, where we all three of us get to select one drop or bit that we want to hear. And uh, yesterday it did it it turned a little bit contentious. Why did it get contentious yesterday? Austin, you did something. I me. <laughs> or was it Gordon? You. It was me. Well, I played Hans's uh, Oh Hey Guys, but that's not what we were talking about. There was about. something earlier oh, it was in the Gordon show. Gordon and yeah. Tony beefing, wasn't it? Nah. No, I wasn't beefing <laughs> with Tony at all. That's I, not what Tony said. Seriously. <laughs> No, that was earlier on in the show, wasn't it? When I was mentioning the different shows, and I, I said Austin's show, and I didn't include Tony. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. You totally it was forgot just about a, it Tony. Was just, it was just, a, 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 I just didn't get to, as thorough as I should have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to start today? Jerk. I'll start, I'll start today because mine's really short. Now, okay, for, first of all, if, we want, if we're starting beefs... Both of you have chosen a drop about me. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that that has happened. And I have not, so I'm going to change mine while we play this. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say we'll let you go last and see how that goes. Uh, this this was mine, and because I'm a, just an avid listener of the Tony and Austin show, which I am, I laugh out loud every single time I hear this drop. Listen here, blind people, get your act together. Austin going after the visually impaired. No, just going false. right. Get. Your act together. Listen here, blind people. Get your act together. Yeah, explain yourself. Will you, Austin? Come on, yeah, Austin. It's really simple. Uh, I was measuring a window for some blinds. I measured them. I went down to the store. I picked up some blinds that took them back to my house. They didn't fit. I checked the measurements. They matched. And then on the fine print on the box, it says it doesn't take into account the windowsill. And so you have to add it, uh, in your mind, not on what's on the box, you have to add in your mind to that or subtract therefrom. And so I was saying, hey, blind people, as in the people that make the blinds, get your act together. As in manufacturers. Listen here, blind people. Uh, get I, I your think, act together. You need to be much more precise in, the, in what you're meaning. Oh, do I? Because I, I think the visually impaired, they... Yeah, if you tough. say so, Gordon. Uh, <laughs> when you said that, Austin, I thought you were going to say, I didn't think you were going to play the, the blind thing as far as the windows go. I thought you were going to say you were talking to people who were blind to the truth or something along those lines. Oh, no, no. That would have been better. I should have gone with that. <laughs> I was talking about mountain climbers. Yeah, but one Get thing it? we know, Austin, is when it comes to... Uh, Interviewing people who do we have to do this? Really? (laughs) What have I done? Really? I put together a fine week and a half of shows with nothing to work with. I know. I I like it that that Gordon. We're all kind of teasing a little bit, maybe easing into what we want to select. And Gordon goes right for the jugular, right for the carotid. Well, Well, let's roll with it. Come on. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk with Jeff Griffin, the greatest wheelchair basketball player to ever walk the earth. And I can say that because I've met the man. Let's jump out to uh, the phone line and talk to our very good friend, Jeff Griffin, the greatest wheelchair basketball player to it. ever roll the earth. Jeff, I'm sorry for my little faux pas there. Before we went to break, everyone's having a lot of fun with it. How are you, my man? Hey, I am doing great. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was listening to that myself, and I'm like, you know, I, I wish I could walk. Thanks for reminding me yeah. of the situation I'm in. I'm, I'm such a good friend. I know. <laughs> I'm totally joking with you. That was uh, that's quite all right. Hey, I'll walk, I'll roll. That you know, doesn't matter. That's uh, that's how I roll. First things first. You're no! w- walking up here on the end of the of the wheelchair season. How's that going for you? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so amazing. You're walking on up the end of the season. <laughs> Let's really? jump After out to the that? phone line. Yeah. <laughs> God, I just wish someone would have just thrown me out the window. I love what a good sport Jeff was. He was He's he the was best funny. person on earth. Yeah, I know. He totally he totally made it so so funny. I wish I could. And he and did. you know the story that not everybody knows about that is Lloyd was actually co hosting with Austin that day and then just completely abandoned Austin after Left that. the building. Yeah. <laughs> He's completely never co hosted again. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. And he did the right thing actually. Yeah. Getting away All from right. me there. 
All right, Gordon, going right to it. Thanks, right, Gordon. Getting personal. Oh, come on. Wow. That's funny. That's funny stuff. I, it's I, not. Now, considering <laughs> painful, both you and I, Gordon, picked one that went after Austin. I'm a little frightened to, to hear what we've got uh, no. got yeah. coming to us here. Well, he's got plenty to pick from, that's for sure. That's I, I, I wish I had uh, targeted Gordon again, but I targeted Gordon yesterday, so I went with you today, Jake, but now I'm wishing it would have been Gordon, so... Here we go. All right. Hi, Cameron. Hi, how are you doing? We're great, man. How are you? What's up, Zach? Hi, Troy. How are you? What's up, Nick? How are you? Miles, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, man? How, how are, you? are you? Coach, good afternoon. How are you doing? What's up, Liam? How are hey, you? Man. Thanks for a few minutes. How are you? Chris, first of all, thanks for a few minutes. How are you doing, man? What's up, KJ? How are you this fine day? Hi, Coach. What's going on, Justin? What's up, man? How are you? Uh, how are things? What's up, JJ? What's going on, Jamar? How are you? I say, what's up, man? How are you? Thanks for a few minutes. How you doing? How you doing, Nino? Thanks I'm for joining us. Coach, it's great to see you. How are you? Coach, good afternoon. How you doing? How are you, man? Casey, Thanks for a few minutes. How are you? Bradley, what's up, man? How are you? Herm Edwards with us on the Zone Sports Network. Coach, it's great to see you. How you doing? Good afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? <laughs> Low blow, Horton. Low blow. Hey, welcome to Zupas. I'm Jake Scott. I still get irritated by that because my ho- I'm being friendly. I'm being mocked for being friendly. What's up, KJ? Yeah, but it sounded like you were hosting the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse there. I'm just <laughs> trying to say hello. We're, we're excited to see folks. And it's a long day at that uh, that football media day. What's up, KJ? You know. So I, I try to <laughs> keep the energy up. I don't, nobody the wants energy. to hear Nobody you wants kept, to hear anybody no. dragging like, oh, you kept, you hello, Bob. Is what How you are kept. you? Hmm. You sound like P.T. Flea introducing the, the bug circus <laughs> in A Bug's Life. <laughs> And now, the great flaming fire of death! You guys are officially the worst. And What's up, was, KJ? Uh, it was, uh, you know, we all What's make up, mistakes. KJ? And we're all going to pay in this segment as we go. But, uh, but Jake, you did, you did get rather repetitious there in your greetings. At least, could you mix in something like a, you know, something a little different than, Hi, how are you? Uh, listen here. Good afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Listen here, San Bernardino. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it from you. Don't come here once every two. <laughs> oh, that's got to be. We got to play that at some point. Oh, that's why this segment is just awesome because the the possibilities show up. Are, are just endless. All right. We'll have more big show coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. This is the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Thanks to you, Chasta Trailer, who suggested a little Linda Ronstadt. This is a Buddy Holly cover. This is a great song, Gordon. I hadn't forgotten about this. Yeah, yeah good it's suggestion. Amazing. It's amazing how many songs have been covers. It is. It really is. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, you know what today is the 19-year anniversary of? One of the one of the, the crazier moments, I guess, in sports out there. I won't say the craziest, but one of the, certainly one of the crazier videos that's out there. What? 19 years ago today is when Randy Johnson hit a bird in oh, midair with a pitch, right. yeah. and I'm looking at the video right now, and the bird the, just explodes. Like, there's just feathers everywhere. <laughs> it's yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> 
I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Are you surprised yeah. that that doesn't happen more in baseball? I mean, there's birds. It's outside. I, I don't know. Did Did Dave Winfield hit a bird with a throw? Not he wasn't pitching, obviously, but I think he hit, might have hit a bird too, if I'm not mistaken. But I have no idea. I have you ever hit? It? <laughs> The only thing I can relate uh, to with that was uh, I was at a golf course once, and I I was in the middle of the fairway, but there was a power line that went overhead, and I hit my approach shot, hit the freaking power line. Now, what are the odds of that, Jake? Uh, I've seen Tony Parks do it, so it must be fairly decent. I decapitated a pigeon. I did that too, but that was unfortunate. Yeah, I saw Tony Parks do that. Hit a hit a power line. We were playing golf down in uh, uh, Richfield, Utah. Hmm. Is that when you were doing the uh, tour of Utah? Yeah, the tour of the heart of Utah. Yeah, that was fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw I saw Tony do that, uh, do that down there. So I don't know. Uh, I've never hit a bird golfing. Never hit a bird playing baseball. Uh, I almost hit an owl once with my car, but I've never seen an owl. Uh, yeah, it was, it, it's a boring story. Therefore, I'm not going to tell it. Okay. Uh, have you ever killed? Have you ever killed anything on purpose? Yeah. No, I hit a squirrel once. <laughs> I decapitated a pigeon. Yeah. I hit a raccoon once too. I killed a kitty. I don't know if that died. <laughs> this was just one up. That was one of uh, okay, yeah, a. Yeah, little. That was one of our darker segments there, Gordon. Just yeah, it was one time. I've I was, killed more animals than you have. My first, uh, my first newspaper job was delivering the Philadelphia Inquirer, and I uh, used to ride my bike, and I had all the papers uh, hooked up to my bike, and I was just driving along there, and I saw a squirrel that was crawling along the side of a, a road, and a car had run over the back of the squirrel. But the front of the squirrel was still okay, and he was just pulling himself along. That was traumatic for me. I was only 11 years old. And then you threw all the papers in the river. No. <laughs> or was that a different day? And now it's traumatic a... for all of us, by the way. No, no. thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And all the parents driving their kids around. Yeah, right they're now. like, hmm, that's a warm and fuzzy one. Yeah, well, that squirrel couldn't have walked the face of the earth either. Oh, oh hey. Yeah. <laughs> Zing. Off the top ropes. Thanks for that, coworker. And once again, <laughs> we're back to how the, the brilliance of the drop of the day segment is the animosity and <laughs> conflict that it is going to create amongst us here on the show, which, as we talked about yesterday, is why people are tuning in. Well, we all have moments when we cringe, when we hear something that we've done. And and that one I understand I can relate to that because I've got some cringe worthy ones as yeah, well. Yeah, like every day at four fifty. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> See, listen to Jake over there laughing. I mean, this is this what you had in mind? Exactly. Yeah, this is exactly what I had in mind. Yeah, we the need only a conflict. Fun, the yeah. only thing that's going to soothe any of this is a box of donuts. Wow, still going at Austin. Still going right at him. We need to pick on Jake, Austin. Think of something on him. At least the one has a bulging disc. <laughs> Today's edition was about Jake, but you made it about me. That's true. <laughs> and you did play the big one. You you played Austin's big one. You went right to the one. You did go right to it. That is true. <laughs> like if I could choose one piece of audio for the government to step in and say, that is not no longer allowed to be played. You went there. To That's the it. one. <laughs> All right. All right. So who who's, who's ahead in the grand tally? of playing something that the other guy would cringe at. 
us. And I, I think well, I'm you, in charge of all of it. So, yes, yeah. I know. So I mean, and Gordon's uh, list has an intro every Friday that uh, I, it's I pretty cathartic scars, for me. I yeah. got the scars to prove it, man. You do absorb <laughs> your your fair share there, Gordon. I will give you that. You have a whole montage we auction every year. True, that is a fact. I got to admit that is pretty funny. I mean, I can't I can't complain about that one. That 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 even my wife laughed at that one. All right, we will have more big show coming up right around the corner. But joining us now, of course, he's our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And Andrew, you guys are still open, helping listeners who may be suffering from ED. And just like a lot of other local businesses out there, you guys are adapting to the times to make sure that uh, your patients are safe. We are. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, uh, you know, ED is still an issue, maybe more of an issue. In fact, in a time like this, uh, it is safe to come into our clinic. Um, our employees haven't been allowed to travel anywhere um, in, in months. We're sanitizing the clinic multiple times a day, masks and gloves by everybody. Uh, so it's safe. We're seeing a little bit of a rush of guys coming in that want to get their erectile dysfunction taken care of during um, this time when maybe they're not working or they're spending more time uh, with their partner. We, of course, use this acoustic wave therapy. FDA cleared in 2011. What's interesting is the FDA cleared the technology for one thing. That was the, the regrowth of blood vessels. If you think about what ED is, it's really a lack of blood flow. We don't need to medicate it. We don't need to go mess with our hormones and, heaven forbid, a needle or surgery. This can be resolved naturally. We can increase the blood flow, and we have seen thousands of guys get back to normal and natural function in the bedroom. I bet, uh, Andrew, a listener out there or, or someone who's uh, spent some time scrambling to the pharmacy for the pill uh, this past week or two is probably thinking, man, if I could uh, not do that anymore, that would be great. Oh, yeah. Guys are, are hating the pills. They hate the side effects. And then, you know, even if it does work, then they take a little bit more. They take a little bit more. The side effects get worse. The results that they get from the medication get worse as well. Um, and they end up in a place eventually where it doesn't work. I, I don't think I've ever met anybody where the pill worked in his 50s and 60s that it, it was still working in his 70s. So it fades. Um, this prevents that. We've seen all kinds of studies that show 90 percent, 85, 95 uh, success rate when it comes to ED, and, and that can help a lot of guys out there. 801-901-8000 is the number to call, 801-901-8000. And if they get on the books uh, now, Andrew, you're going to not only uh, get them checked out uh, with a doctor for free, but maybe a little something extra as well. Yes. Uh, we're going to do the assessment for free with the doctor, of course, the blood flow ultrasound. That is really cool. Even from an informational standpoint, it's really great information to have. We're also going to give you a gift. It produces instant results in the bedroom. Guys love it. That's totally free as well. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Andrew, you're the best. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. 801-901-8000 is that number again. More Big Show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Gordon, another action-packed show, even though there's no actually sports going on. 
No, not at all. But we've had a lot of fun just goofing around and talking some some sports and talking some issues. And uh, I think it was good for our listeners to hear Bowler's voice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's he's just got uh, he's got the soothing tones, and there's just some normalcy and some level-headedness that comes with uh, to hear Bowler speak. And he, uh, I think he he helped some people just through his tone and tenor, man. Not to mention that Bowler has just an incredible voice. Uh, do you think if I asked Bowler, he would record books on tape just for me? Could I like? Could I just send him a book that I've been just wanting to you? read and say, what, Bowler, what, can you read this for me just so I can listen to your book on tape? And what uh, what book would you most like to hear him? The Bible. To you? Oh, I don't know. What would be What would be a suitable book for the sultry tones of Craig Bowler, Jack? That's a great question. He would probably do it right now with no games to call. He needs right? something to do. Just Keep the voice in order. You know, and he'd actually get to read the book, I guess, which would go slowly out loud. But what are you going to do? Uh, I, no, I think the Bible. The Bible is too almost. Uh, to too, what, Jake? Too serious for what I'm looking for. Well, well, you're reading it wrong. I mean, but Bowler's voice is perfect. I mean, he... In the beginning. It would be perfect for, for him. Well... I know, but the, the whole exercise was having Bowler record a book that I'd want to hear. Yeah, but I, I tell you, I'm in the mood to hear the Bible. <laughs> if I hear maybe, Gore, maybe. if I hear a Bowler reading the Ten Commandments, I'm going to listen to them a okay. little better. Okay, all right, fair enough. But I, I'm know, more Jake, looking for a book to distract me, like, Lord, I, like, I like just, a Grisham or something. I, I was thinking maybe that uh, you need to hear Bowler read the Bible to you, Jake, oh. based on your behavior. I need it. Why do you say that? Because you're a lost soul. Well, maybe you need to read it. Maybe we should end the show. That that was the most judgy thing you've ever said to me. Well, as Austin reminded me yesterday, it was it was a joke. <laughs> define define lost soul. <laughs> I was joking. I, I didn't seriously mean to condemn you and your soul to hell and damnation. Jeez, now I'm just bummed. But now that you mention it. <laughs> this all started out as a fun like I, i'd like to hear bowler read you know uh i don't know what's uh what's out there maybe a maybe a thriller like uh the best of calvin and hobbs maybe. Maybe. I don't I don't even better yeah looking for something oh, well, and then well, it we, ends in a death dedication I'll on the light you, side I, of things I, I bet sadie would like hearing him maybe uh narrate some some nursery rhymes or no, something knock out some dr seuss or something like that yeah, yeah. right not not it cast my that. soul into eternal damnation <laughs> that was that was a joke. Now I'm just angry side. slash sad, Gordon. Thank you. Thank you. That's... Uh. <laughs> hey, buddy. In all seriousness, uh, enjoy your evening. Uh, looking forward to uh, a big show coming up tomorrow. Yeah, and I promise never to judge you again, Jeez. at least not until tomorrow. <laughs> we'll talk to you then on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.